This podcast is designed to inspire and propel you to a newfound level of empowerment and clarity. Through cultivating the art of thinking, you'll learn how to detangle your thought knots and train your brain to break through obstacles. You'll learn to focus on what matters most and make effective choices to become a remarkable you. Hello everyone, my name is Pamela Pitcher and welcome to my podcast. As a master of neurolinguistic programming, a motivational coach, and a hypnotherapist, I'll be sharing tips, tools, and techniques to help you awaken to the best you. Well, hello everyone. I've got a lot to say this week that will eventually lead to questions to help you discover your passion. But I've got to say a few things before that. So hang in with me, please, because this podcast is definitely worth a listen. People have a need for self-actualization. So said Abraham Harold Maslow, and I wholeheartedly agree with him. For those of you who don't know, Maslow was an American psychologist. His theory of psychological health predicated on fulfilling innate human needs and priority, culminating with self-actualization. He was a humanist psychologist who believed that every person has a strong desire to realize his or her full potential. And his main point was to emphasize the positive potential of human beings. In Maslow's hierarchy of needs, actualization is where full personal potential is achieved, and it occurs only after basic and mental needs have been fulfilled. So to understand Maslow's hierarchy, picture a pyramid in your mind's eye, and the pyramid has six layers. Self-actualization is at the top of the pyramid, it's the top layer. The base layer of the pyramid consists of physiological needs of food, water, shelter, and clothing. The next layer up is our security needs in a family and indeed in a society that protects against hunger and violence. Then moving up to love and belonging needs to receive and give love appreciation, friendship. Next is esteem needs, the need to be a unique individual with self-respect and to enjoy general esteem from others. Next up is experience, purpose, and meaning and realizing all inner potentials. To put it into context, after my father died when I was five, mom was able to provide us with our physiological needs. Before she was able to find a job, we were on welfare. And her biggest fear was that we would be taken away from her because we were so poor. Her fear became my fear. There was no security. Love, security, and esteem needs were fleeting in our house. The dysfunction that my mom had experienced as a child with reckless parents spilled over into our lives after dad was gone. Mom had to concentrate her efforts on keeping us warm and clothed and fed, and she did that, and she did that well with what little she had. Later, when she was working, her longing for romantic love caused her to choose men that were not good for her or us. Our home life was chaotic, not just because of Mom's choice. Additionally, while Mom worked, my three older brothers ran wild, and as a result, I began asking the question, questions, a lot of questions. (laughs) Why was I born into this family? 
Why me? And so began my search for meaning and purpose at the age of seven. And I absolutely think that's a blessing now, but back then I sure didn't. You know what I love about Maslow's theory is that he focuses on what goes right with people, not what goes wrong. Interestingly, if you consider his hierarchy of needs, they are all values. So I encourage you to search his hierarchy of the internet so you can learn about it in greater detail. Consider what is meaningful for you. What do you really care about? How do you want to connect with others? The answers to these questions are the key for us to live a fuller, happier life because you will know what you are passionate about. And when you're living your passion, you can let go of trying hard. If you're forcing things to happen, if you're pushing, then you're not in the state of flow. And I mention flow because when we are in the state of flow, that's when good things happen. Like a runner when she's in the zone, like a writer whose words keep flowing onto the page, like a child playing pretend with a big smile on their face. Flow. All the stars are in alignment and experiences are just clicking along. It's the rhythm of the dance of life, enjoying life, having a wonderful time. That's how I describe flow. Conversely, when we try hard, we feel tension in our shoulders and holding this effect of getting it right, getting it done, come hell or high water, does not allow us to perform our best because our mind gets all tangled up with those must-try-hard pressures. No pain, no gain. I ought to be a better person, a better partner, a better friend, a better parent, business person. I should do what that person said, what my boss says. I should try to do the thing that my partner told me I should do. I should. Should do this and should do that. Knowing our values frees us from the oughts and shoulds to what we truly want to do. If we are living our values, it feels right. But when we do something because we should and it opposes our values, then we feel the rub. Try is the same kind of word as ought and should because trying means to make an attempt to achieve or attain. The very word implies making an effort to seek strive, struggle, push for. We've all heard the phrases of trying. Bend or lean over backwards, knock yourself out, break a leg. Why would we actually want to do that? And how does that get us any closer to experiencing purpose or meaning in our lives? When I hear someone saying that they'll try, often it means they won't do it. May I suggest you eliminate the word try from your vocabulary because it implies it won't happen. Instead, consider changing I'll try to I will. The word will expresses a future tense, a strong intention or assertion about the future. It expresses probability and expectation. You will be successful. It will happen. So listen. I'll try to be a better partner versus I will be a better partner. 
I'll try to find a rewarding job versus I will find a rewarding position. Can you hear the difference? It's subtle, but the impact is huge. Society tends to think too much about trying hard. We don't tend to think about much about spontaneity because we've been more focused on self-control and discipline. From my point of view, we tend to think if we want to be different, the best way to go about this is to work hard and try, try, try. I used to believe I had to try hard. My pattern of behavior started with trying hard to get beyond my immediate family. I tried my ass off in my financial career and yes, I was successful in that I made good money, advised clients well, I learned a lot, I traveled a lot, and made some lovely friends, but it culminated in exhaustion and burnout. Consider this, if you're in a social situation or you're going for a job interview or a similarly stressful situation and you wish to be relaxed and confident, isn't thinking about lots of ways to try harder counterproductive? It will most likely result in getting yourself wound up like a top. We get into a tug of war with our thoughts and that causes anxiety. When we live or work our passion, we are in the state of flow. It's not work. In the state of flow, we aren't faced by huge challenges. Instead, we take them on with the greatest sense of health and happiness. The growth of self-actualization refers to the need of personal growth and discovery that is present through a person's life. For Maslow, a person is always becoming and never remains static. With self-actualization, a person comes to find meaning in life that is important to them. As each person is unique, the motivation for self-actualization leads people in different directions. For some, it can be achieved by creating works of art. Others achieve it through sport or charitable endeavors or working in retail or a corporate setting. We are in a continual process of becoming rather than a perfect state. Life is ever changing. We are ever evolving. One month from now, you will have a completely different set of skin cells as the old ones are shed and replaced by new cells. Your taste buds change every three or four days. Life does not have to be hard. We don't have to try. A good tip is that when you're trying very hard at something, remember the Pareto principle, which states that 80% of results come from 20% of the effort. It takes four times the effort to shift the remaining to 100%. Put simply, it is known as the 80-20 rule. Vilfredo Pareto was an economist in Italy who noted the 80-20 connection. He showed that approximately 80% of the land in Italy was owned by 20% of the population. Most people procrastinate on the top 10 or 20% of items that are the most valuable and important and busy themselves instead with the least important 80% that contribute very little to their success. Instead, concentrate on your top 20% by noting what is getting results and stay in that zone. By far the greatest way to create meaning in your life and go forward with clarity of purpose is to fulfill your deepest inner drive 
your purpose. In order to know your purpose, one needs to understand their beliefs, values, and their passion. Ask yourself, what if you could create a life where you immerse yourself in doing what you love all the time? A life where you can, where you don't need to do things that are unfulfilling. You can, by making a stand to not be like most of the people in this world who are willing to spend days doing what they don't really want. The choice is up to you by simply choosing where to focus your thoughts and energy. Imagine living all your days, months, years doing something that you don't enjoy. How would you feel? What would be going on in your head? Would you have positive or negative self-talk? The person who you are and the events that have shaped your life in the past have always been leading you towards living your passion. I believe that each and every person on this planet is here for a reason, and every event in your life happens for a reason. Spend some time answering these four questions and you'll be in touch with your passion. Firstly, what do you absolutely love in life? What gives you joy? What gets your juices flowing? What are you naturally curious about? And lastly, what is something that I think is wrong in the world and would like to change? I'll leave you with the words of the late Maya Angelou, an American inspirational author who left the world in 2014. She said, My mission in life is not to survive, but to thrive, and to do so with some passion, some compassion, some humor, and some style. Passion, compassion, humor, and style. Obviously four things she valued highly. And one of her great passions was writing, and I appreciate that. I'm in flow when I write. Are you ready to start living your passion? Please remember to subscribe and share across social media. I'd really appreciate that. And I'd also love to see your thoughts. So please send your feedback my way so I know how to help you the most. Thank you again. Ciao for now.